0: What's up, everybody? Hey. Now, before we start this episode, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, obviously our our sponsor, you know, Persistence Culture Media. But I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about our next guest. Our next guest is no other than uh, my older brother, Jesus Arajo. Uh, and it's cool to have my brother on the podcast because we go over a bunch of things. Obviously, our childhood, growing up, uh, loving to hate each other, hating to love each other, and sports, all that good stuff. But then we get into the the fun stuff that not too many brothers can talk about, which is him and I both work in the same, in the same industry. He's been a tour manager. He's been a personal assistant. He's been in production for the music world. And obviously, everybody knows I do. I do, like, I'm a bodyguard, right? So what's cool is we talk about the experiences. We talk about the places we've seen in the world. We even talk about, doing a uh, a worldwide tour back in 2018 we were on tour we got to be everywhere in the United States and we talk about how being with each other helped each other and you know kept us grounded you know having an older brother and having a younger brother on tour it doesn't happen and then we also talk about having a, a show in in France together which was pretty amazing so just wanted to give you guys a little uh a little you know insight on this episode so enjoy the episode if you guys haven't seen or watched anything please click subscribe do all that good stuff and um we're releasing some fun stuff on youtube so please subscribe to our youtube channel big pep 3342 everything social media is on my link tree on my instagram big pep 3342 so with that being said Everybody, welcome my older brother, Jesus. Uh, Sponsorships—we don't <laughs> actually have a full one, other than that's persi- per- Other than persistence,
1: persistence culture at all times. So we're going to talk about how amazing they're going to have David Goggins there. Like a huge vibe. Lose my shit. That's why I took the water. I took this off my water. Do you guys do it live? By the way,
2: what? No, we've never no. done it live. Like, I've wanted see? to. Like the.
1: Like what? Like, like um, on like Instagram? No, no, no. Like the intro. Like you guys just like you know how you guys do it. Alright, we're gonna do the intro and you guys ding, play the music. Ding, oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You guys do it live? Ding, ding,
2: ding, 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 ding. Live in what sense? Like you guys are gonna press it right now and then it's like all right, oh, so yeah. uh, then we're gonna no, go
0: into it. Always, it's always recorded. It's so
2: tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say anything about anyone yet. <laughs> Definitely should do it live one day though. Like a live. Like live on, on Twitch or Instagram. That'd be fun. You guys should do it for sure on Twitch. Yeah. Or Discord. I feel like you guys could have a big Discord following. Do you well, have that shit? I have Discord. I don't have a Twitch ready. Actually, I do. I have a Twitch. I have a Twitch. I've never used it though because I don't have anything. I was going to I was gonna do a Twitch called. Um,
1: oh, my God. What was it called? I forget what it was going to be called, but I was going to get high and watch <laughs> um, concerts. And just critique and talk about concerts. Oh, that's kinda cool. Like like the greatness of what made this Michael Jackson concert so legendary. Or like talk about like OG Mm -hmm. concerts, new concerts, how it could be better, what the light guys like. Yeah. Just like all the little details.
2: That's cool because you have insight on all that stuff.
1: And it was just gonna be just me getting high and just be like, Yeah, let's watch this shit. (laughs) Oh, you wanna ask some questions? (laughs) Cool. On that
0: note. (laughs) Yeah, what's up, everybody? Another episode of Pep Talk. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, listening. First off, I'm your host, Big Pep. I got my co-host, Mr. Juan Ramirez. Hi. How's How you doing, Juan? I'm good. Everything's my good? My ear's itchy, yeah. Your what? My ear. Your ear's All right, itchy. All <laughs> right, Fantastic. It's not going to be a problem, right?
2: No, maybe. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Anyways, um, we have a special guest today. We have... Well, man, let's start from the beginning. Um, accolades are... Tour tour manager, tour production for Super Duper Kyle. has been with them for 10 plus years. Recently just did a uh, United States tour during COVID with an up-and-coming rapper out of San Francisco, Larry June. Um, he is an incredible, talented uh, writer. Uh, spiritual, motivational. Um, and to top it off, he's my older brother. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for we call him Jesus Arajo
2: we call him like that's not his name
0: I mean well, no 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 because no. no, because I mean he can explain he can explain it as or Jesus what or however you want what is your what's your name but what do you like to be called and why see the,
1: the thank you guys first and foremost for having me here it's great to be here I, I love the show first and foremost. Uh, I think you guys are I like what you guys are doing. <laughs> it's fun. Uh I like that you guys will highlight the 805 it gets here in Sea Legends like that Mambo shit was so tight. Shout out Mambo. I grew listen like I read the dilemma of the day at work out to the guy <laughs> that at work. Yeah. And I do it always with like a little accent. It's like, so my man of 15 years decided to do I went through his phone. I shouldn't have. What should I do? And it's always like a funny hashtag. Yeah. A hashtag sad girl 805 or something.
0: Yeah, I she's know. It's wild. <laughs>
1: no, but um, the thing is, is my name is Jesus. But I can't like, it's it's not Jesus. Like like the like the actual translation of my name is Jesus. Because mm-hmm. my mom's name is Maria. My dad's name is Jose. They wanted to name their first son after the son of god so my name really is jesus so it's like that's just how it translates i just that's why i tell people like if you can't say jesus just say the regular translated way jesus yeah i mean that's real because jesus jesus is like i don't know who that is like i just remember just walking through the hallways of middle school and just someone just be like hey Zeus! i'm like i got two names right now like (laughs) you can call me you can call my attention and call my name at the same time like I, th- I thought that was painful for some reason.
2: Yeah, it's always awful. Yeah, you try to say it in Spanish and you can't. Yeah, like, like Juan, that's terrible when people can't say because then they add too much huh in it. Juan, Juan. Juan. Like, oh, is it, <laughs> a, <laughs> but what would it what, How do you like it heard in English? Juan, Juan, yeah, just it's, it's, just Juan. But in English, like, it's, it's, yeah, W A N. Like if I could <laughs>
1: like write it, one. yeah, Juan. And how does it come for you? Because I know for you, you probably heard the wildest shit because they see the P E P E. Yeah, because
0: you got to remember so. Again, Pepe, I mean, sometimes people pronounce it as uh, Peppy because, you know, the E's, and then sometimes people, for some reason, feel like it's pee and then sometimes people think that I have, like, the, uh... The accent? Right. Yeah, the accent, so it's Pepe, and it's like, no, it's like, it's, it's Pepe, you yeah. know? That's why I just make it easier, I just say, hey, just call me Pep. Pep, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck. So we all got fucked in names. <laughs>
1: it's a beautiful name, though. So. Yeah, they are.
0: Yeah. Um... So what's going on, man? Let's talk from uh, the beginning, which is you're the first. Well, I mean, you're the second mm-hmm. relative. I had I had a uh, Eliana on here. Uh, shout out cousin Ellie. Shout out cousin Ellie. She was the uh, oh. man. She was the coolest fucking female so far on this podcast. Forbes doing crazy fucking things. She's killing it. And then now you got my older brother, which is you. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring you on wasn't so much about what you do now because we'll get to that point because it's funny how you and me kind of are now in the same uh career true story i never would have thought that either No, never i also think that i also thought that you know growing up me and you probably would have never been able to deal with (laughs) each other you you guys get along or no it took it took a lot of time really (laughs) took a lot of time (laughs) but um Yeah, no here or there, but we were here. It was phases. (laughs) It was phases. It was phases. But let's talk about the upbringing. So early on when we were growing up in the mobile home, what was your goal? What was your ambition like as a little kid?
1: To be a good person. Like, I don't know. I thought like the coolest thing in the world was like the like teachings of Jesus Christ, like what he stood for, like just be good people's. Treat people nice, do things out of the goodness of your heart. Treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that was like the tightest shit growing up, and that like makes me just want to be nice. So like, to me, that was like, I don't know. I want to do that. And like, secondly, like I wanted to be like a pro soccer player because yeah. that's like, I love sports. I love. I thought that was like the coolest shit. But like, <laughs> overall, like, the idea was just just be a good person.
0: Nice, and. I remember growing up. You were a big, you're a big soccer guy. You were you were you're pretty well known, especially here in the counties, being like a phenomenal goalie keeper.
1: Yeah, that was my that was my life. I I owe so much to that.
0: How did you? I sport. mean, obviously, I remember like you trained to be a goalie, but how the fuck? Like, there's so many positions. Like you, your position was to jump in the air, and
1: I thought it was the coolest shit. Randomly, I remember we were on the Black Dragons. Back ASO ninety five great year, <laughs> great fucking year, and we were on the same team, and Coach Shane was literally just like, it was an eight o'clock game, and he just just goes, hey, you're gonna be the goalie today, and just threw the jersey at me, and the first thing in my head, I was like, dude, I get to wear a different colored jersey right now, <laughs> this is so tight, like, and then my dad was like, does he have gloves? Does he have gloves? And then he comes up to me with gloves. And I'm like. Oh my god! You're telling me there's accessories to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like a kid, like, like a superhero. Yeah, right. yeah, like yo, you can use your hands. I'm like, what do you mean I can use my hands? And like when we grow growing up, we didn't have like cable, cable like that, so we no. didn't have like
0: we only had channel two through thirteen. And but- you'd be
1: lucky, lucky to catch like a soccer game. Yeah. So I've seen like NFL, I've seen college football, and I see these dudes like diving to catch to catch stuff. And I thought that was that was like really cool. Like, oh shit, like you can just jump and make like catches. And so when all of a sudden I'm in the goal and like a ball comes and I make a save and like people get excited and then like it turns into this whole melee. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it just was like, I don't know, it was just really easy for me to just move yeah. like that. Laterally, just I don't know, I just really liked that. I thought jumping was cool. Yeah. Jumping's cool, diving's cool, this game is fun. I'm actually kind of pretty legit at it. Let's see how far I can take it.
0: And how far did you take it?
1: Um I would say I played on the Ventura County Fusion. I was like one of the players, I was one of the practice players. I was on the team when we won And that, the, that was semi-pro? Yes, and that Yeah. Yeah, the Venturas first semi-pro sport team and they also won the championship in like I think it was 2010, I want to say. Yeah. At Buena Stadium, which was tight, because nice. my senior year we won three games at Buena, so like to win like a big thing and be a part of that was like oh shit, like came full full circle, you know? Yeah, hundred like? percent. In the smallest way, like when you get to that level and you see what it takes to really get there, like I wanted to have, I wanted it, I tried it with all my heart, but like I also knew like, do I want to just be l- trying? Like, there's a difference when you're, like, trying for your dreams and going for it. And then there's also the thing where it's like, you know, like, there has to be a way you can make some, get something out of this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you got to get something out of every dream. You don't dream for no reason. Like, there's something in there that you have to find. It might not be the grandest thing, but it, it's going to be something that's, I don't know, like, you can walk away from. And from soccer, especially that position in goalkeeping, I don't think I'd be able to do what I do for work. Without that, because you're so isolated.
0: Mm, Wow. That's a crazy correlation. Being
1: being a goalkeeper, like, you're isolated. Yeah. You're a leader in the back. You're doing a lot of the dirty work. You're communicating to everyone. You have to have relationships. If you get scored on, and it's kind of weird, like, it gets blamed on you, you know? Like, being a tour manager, working behind the scenes of music, like, there's a lot of things that you can get blamed on, and it's just okay. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Damn. Because you have to go through it, and it's like... If it wasn't for goalkeeping, I wouldn't be able to do this.
0: Damn, that makes sense. Um, when you, you you brought up the music, I remember
1: you were there. We used to be playing soccer for like hours. That was like our uh, that was like our fun time. Our dad would take us to like the park for like <laughs> I want to say like three four hours, and we would just like play ball, pass the Damn. ball. You see Pep just moving around, just all like Chucky yeah. kicking the ball like and <laughs> kicking the ball fastest, <laughs> Like he kicked the ball hard as shit. Yeah. But it would, throw, in an ASO game, he scored a goal on a corner kick. He threw the ball in the goal,
0: and he scored a free kick. He had like a hat trick and like the weirdest like
1: loop of things.
0: So weird. Um, when you before you would get into the the music side of it, I remember growing up, especially in our family, education was a big thing. You know, our parents were like, you know, get an education, go to college, go to college, and so, um, we all attempted it, um. I, I was able to graduate. You dropped out. Yeah. Mm. And I remember that was such a fucking, like, black cloud. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, like this guy, you know, I can't believe, like, like the world's going to end because he dropped out of school. But you decided, to, instead of finishing school, you decided to take a chance and to hop on the road and work with, at that time, how old was Super Duper Kyle? Like, 18?
1: He was probably, like... Nineteen,
0: yeah, okay. oh, nineteen twenty. Yeah, so when that happened, I wanted to know what made you believe in him. Also, too, Nolan, Nolan Smith is a Super Duper Kyle's manager as well. Shout out, Nolan. But Nolan. what, uh, what made you decide to do that, knowing that in our household it was the fucking biggest sin in the world. <laughs>
1: No, drop out of college and be a f- smoke weed. <laughs> Two biggest things in the world. Um, Honestly, it was just the, like, I went to college and it was just wasn't, I went to school to learn. I might have not got, like, the best grades, but I wanted to try and learn, like, to learn. I wasn't trying to just, like, skim through the classes and just, like, push through this shit. Like, I wanted to, like, try and really absorb this shit, create, like, an actual thought. Like, I took some cool classes, but, like, It wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't connecting and at the time I was going to school for journalism and in, like, the early 2000, like, the late 2000, I guess, like, 2009, 10, 11, that era of stuff, the internet started to be taught in school, like, understanding how to use Twitter, Facebook, hashtags, and, like, these, like, not to hate on the teachers, but they're trying to, like, show you how to do this stuff and i'm seeing like these bloggers and these blogs like pop off like ill roots two dope boys um fucking um High beast and i see like they're they have like also like these articles you know i see writers like ernest baker i see all these people jinx i see these guys that are a part of like the internet culture like as actual writers, I'm like I could do that. I, I I want to do that.
0: Cause you're cause you were you were trying to get your uh, your degree in journalism. Yeah,
1: I, I I thought that was cool. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a way I could still be a part of like telling a story, being around stuff. Like I didn't want to be like a like coming from sports. People were like, oh, you're gonna be like a sports journalist. You know, you're gonna be like a sports commentator and stuff. I'm like, nah. Like I want to get away from that. I want to like completely erase that identity. Like, I love that life, but now I want to try my best to do something else and be really good at it. And I started to do that. And it was cool. It was tight. And next thing I realized, like, I don't need a degree for this. I don't, like, you just kind of just go out and do it. Yeah, you just network. There's no difference. Like, I'm, I got to pay to go to these networking events. And the only difference is this says CBS, NBC. Like, no hate on anyone, but, like, I was like, nah, I, I want to do something I like. So I was like, nah, I'm going to not do this. Because I remember I was talking to Kyle, and we had just done a show. I had to go back to school to try and crash a class to see if I can get it. And it was, like, went back and forth. And it's like, that's a lot. And I was like, yeah, well, just got to just make sure he goes, dude, honestly, just, just remember this. As fast as this started, it's as fast as this could end. So... Think about what you really want to put your time into. And to me, I was like, "Damn, I'm I want to make the most of this." Yeah, yeah. I want to really try to like see how far I can take this. This looks cool. This is a great experience. I believe in this guy. He has great music. You know, our friend Nolan was a part of it. He was trying to bring me into it. I wanted to, I wanted to really see this grow. I wanted to see how big it could become I, I i always thought it would be a cool like see how like stuff works you know i was i liked musicians i liked like that stuff but I also like seeing how it takes to get up there and as soon as i did that i didn't realize the journey of like the last 10 years what it would take me on
0: and, <laughs> and i remember and i remember two uh I remember and that about, shit pissed mom and dad off oh, well, they didn't
1: understand that well, shit.
0: Well I think I think the biggest thing is I think the biggest thing they didn't understand it because also too, like there was years where like it wasn't months, but there was years when you weren't getting paid. but it's not because like you well, weren't doing was, you weren't doing the work, but it was also too, is because Kyle at the time he was he was he was a local artist trying to make it and Well not
1: even local. It's like yo, this like this stuff takes time. Like it takes time and yeah. effort, like the most important part of this this thing, and, Twan, you know this because I, I know you know this, the way how, like, shit worked out with you, is, like, at the end of the day, if the most important thing you can be is down. If yeah.
0: You, like, like. Explain that. Explain that. What do you mean?
1: To be down, like, to be about the cause, like, yo, I got a job for you right now. Leave what you're doing and come join the school. It's, like, that's the ultimate sign of just being down. Like you have to show how much you believe in the cause, which are yep. about like, like you just packed up, right? Just yeah, packed up your shit up and
2: left Colorado. Yeah, And it's a hard thing to do. I dropped out of college too. It's not, it's not easy at all. Yeah. Especially from being
0: a, being a Latin, Latin, Latin Mexican Americans and yeah. yeah Latin. And, yeah. And, and telling, telling parents like, Hey, you're leaving. Education is like, not for me. Yeah. Not, not
1: even that, but you're leaving the idea of security. Yeah, job security, any type of security. Any type of security to take a chance on something that isn't guaranteed. They don't know nothing Mm -hmm. about. They don't know how this shit works. It's like, wait, you're just going to stop what you're doing to try and go make less money than what you could possibly make or more money than what you can make, but by doing, what are you doing, actually?
2: Yeah, but at at that point, I think it's an idea of security because even if you had the degree, it's not a guarantee. Exactly. There's no security in that either.
0: But but I think that's also, too, that's that's all at least our parents, that generation was kind of made to believe, which is like, you have to, it's, it's very stereotypical, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's get a job, get job security,
2: mm-hmm.
0: have a 401k, try to, try to get the most you can from social security. And just like, yeah. like, it's like, it's just, it's just like a, it's a cycle and it's not a bad cycle, but it's just something that like, eventually that cycle has to be broken and be like, Hey, you know what? Now there's opportunities to be your own boss, to be entrepreneurs who, you know, make a, Make a uh, position out of nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: You know, and and it was hard to explain to mom and dad for a minute, you know, like, feeling shut upon or, like, you know, having to be like, oh, like, I need work. Like, can I come work with you? Like, you know, you take a chance on something and now you got to, like, figure out ways to, like, make money and, like,
0: so not only were you not making money, but you were still working for Kyle. You were a dropout. And then you had to ask dad if mean, you can get a job I with mean, him. You call me a dropout
1: like that. Dan. No, but you, <laughs> no but, you, but you know what I mean. I mean, but I'm saying like. <laughs> no, yeah. And and no shame in the game, too. You know, it's a, it's a good job, like, doing what you got to do. But, like, I thank that job of working as a um, utility specialist at Procter & Gamble. Like, I thank that job because it, like long hours doing the dirt. Like I can do anything because of that job. I've done the dirtiest shit, the hardest shit, the longest shit, the boringest shit, any type of thing that you would have to do physically and mentally. I've done with that job and it's prepared me for so many things. And I've appreciated it because I've also like come up with so many ideas, seen so many thoughts that like have helped me to get to where I'm at now from that.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, when did you finally feel? I mean, and I'm gonna, we're gonna go back and forth, but you know, all the all those years struggling to fucking, you know, I a, struggling, I wasn't <laughs> a struggling. No, like a struggling, like you were working with like a struggling artist, right? Like trying to make it. And when was it when you felt like it's finally happening? Like the the hard work is paying off. Like you're finally gonna be able to feel like like you you've accomplished or at least you're now feel established
1: i would say like there was always this sense of establishedness there was this sense of like like people know who he is people know what's going on they understand the music they see the vision it was just how could it how could more people hear it because i wouldn't i wouldn't always say he was like i mean to say struggling is like yo you'd like bottom from the ground up it's like yeah it was bottom up but you know like we was we were working we were busy you know he's he's doing his thing you know like he's figuring out like new music you know he's getting stuff done and then when freaking freaking ice Body came out that shit like that shit changed like we had just got off of um or earlier that year we went on tour with hoodie allen and You guys were doing, like, how big was the, the, the rooms that you guys were performing in? We were doing, like, we were, like, the direct support on that tour. And the rooms were, like, I want to say, like, 2,000 plus. Like, he was doing good numbers at the time. Like, doing, like, like 2,400, 20, 1,800 to, like, no, 1,500 to 2,400 on, like, average mm-hmm. in between that. And then, like, after, like, some time goes by drop that song. And I remember all of us, we were just like grinding, you know, we all had to like, Max was freaking at the pizza joint, (laughs) making pizzas. Brick was hustling like his photos. Nolan was busting his ass, trying to do everything he can do. Like Kyle was like writing songs, like just going to work. Everyone was just grinding, doing their own thing. And I hadn't seen them in a minute. And then I see Kyle and Brick, I pull up on them. And they're like, I was like, yo, I'm like, you have one? He's like, dude, this is climbing. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, like a couple weeks before that, it hit the charts. Like it was like 71. We're like, what? And then it got just like 40 something. And then on like SoundCloud, it was like becoming like one of like the biggest songs. And then like slowly but surely, this thing was just like creeping up and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then that summer or that That spring we we go on tour on the super tour and this every show is just cracking. Every show is just sold out. People are going crazy. The music's going up. That song was just going bigger and bigger. And then like halfway through the tour, we're in DC and we're on the bus and we look on the charts. And also you look on Billboard and like number four overall, number one on hip hop, and you're like, what? Like, Wait what? Like this song knocked out batting bougie. <laughs>
0: Damn. Damn. <Batty> bougie. <laughs> like we're like what? No way!
1: And like, like I'm in the, I'm outside. I'm 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 in the lounge with Brick and Brick and I. We're just looking at each other, and then Kyle just walks out, just, just all like just freaking crusty eyed. Just puts the just puts a song up, and then we just start playing. We gonna make it by fucking um. By Jada Kiss, <laughs> fuck the f- motherfuckers is going crazy. <laughs> I, feel um, like, I feel like Joe Rogan right now. You feel like Joe Rogan? Yeah, just all like headphones here.
0: Oh yeah, we're professional. Pef, <laughs> just tell me, Pef,
1: just tell you. me. Like, Pef, how do you feel about the state of UFC right now? Of the what? UFC should they pay their player? Should they pay the fires more?
0: Oh yeah, I mean we're talking UFC of course, but. Yeah, they should be paid. They get paid way more, and I think that surprisingly, people are gonna uh, judge me. But I think Jake Paul and his movement is actually a great movement because it's gonna force the UFC pay, uh, the UFC fighters to get paid a lot more than what a lot more. Period.
1: Um, could he just start? His, could he just start his own league?
0: Mm, not yet, unless he had a lot of backing in it. Um Would you back it? No. <laughs> do you like UFC?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm you, like you, Paul you, you just, I actually don't care about Jake Paul. I, just, I don't have an opinion. But have you watched any? Have you, you've watched all the fights, though. Yeah. I mean, I watch whenever Pep watches them. You've watched so many fights just because it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to watch the fight. Like, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I actually wasn't into it that much. I mean, I always like seeing like recaps of it on yeah. like Facebook or wherever. Um, But I wasn't that into it until I moved here. Random question. you guys always have them.
0: Random question. Will Facebook die? In our life? Uh,
2: I mean, it's dead already. It's just like how dead is dead, though. I don't think it'll ever like nah, go away.
0: No, nah, because I, I knowing, knowing uh Zuckerberg, I'm sure Facebook somehow is going to be plugged into the metaverse somehow. It's actually you know? Meta now. Oh, so Meta. Like, no, I know, but I mean, in the actual metaverse, like yeah. when Like I have a feeling, like you know how you can see people's profile through the computer. I'm sure you'll be able to like see them through your, what is called the uh through your goggles, through your, your goggles, VR set, yeah, man. your VR set. Like who knows, bro? They're there. They're planning twenty years ahead. Your page so.
2: will be a room that you can enter. There you go. Sort our, of, sort our of online shit.
0: Yeah. No. Oh. Nope. 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 This one. Yeah. That's the one you're looking for. Yeah. Sci-fi shit. Sci-fi shit. All right. Going
1: back to um shout out David Duchovny.
0: Going back to to you and your story. So when you finally, when you guys finally had that break, uh you know, you were you were working with him for how long? At that point, I want to say maybe like four and a half, four and a half years, four and a half years.
1: And well, What were you doing for him? I was. How did you start out? I was so at first, honestly, I was just the, I was just the, I was just the homie. Like that's it. You just at first because Nolan, when they first got out to L.A., Nolan was living in downtown, mm-hmm. and I was going to school in Northridge, and I live at Cal State Northridge. Oh, okay. And I lived in Northridge, and. Randomly, he hit me up one day. He was like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" I'm like, "I don't know. I got class. Like, what's going on?" He's like, "Well, Kyle has an audition for a movie. Do you think you could take him?" I'm like, "Yeah. What time?" I'm like, "This time." He's like, "Dude, you got a car. Like, you're someone I can trust. Like, can you help me out?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." Mm. Went ahead and picked him up. I got him there on time. Waiting in the car. He did his thing. Just being supportive. Yeah. Just. Like that, and then after that it was just like just you guys need help, just start coming around more. Just coming around more. Like, oh, we need someone to help drive. All right, cool. Pick up the homies, go to the shows, or I can carry stuff, or I can take this. Or like just little things like that, whatever I could do. Just like Yeah. Cause I had a feeling early on. I'm like, this is kinda cool. This is this guy
2: has a good message. Well, and it comes Back down to being down for the cause. Yeah. Really. Because you're just like, you're not really there for a specific reason, but you know it's going to go somewhere. I just, I just wanted him to win. Yeah. I just legitimately wanted him to win and
1: I wanted to help my friend. Yeah. I wanted to be a good friend to my friend. And then, um, on, I remember on the West Coast run of the Beautiful Loser tour, I was the only one old enough to rent a car. Mm-hmm. I was 25 and so I went and rented a car. We did that we did that run. I, I drove. I think I maybe got maybe got paid like $300 or something. Sick. For how
0: long? It was like a whole tour? No, no, no. It was
1: like 8 dates. We did the West Coast. So we did like we did Arizona, San Diego, LA, Santa Barbara, Ventura, um up to, like, Chico, San, San Francisco, Chico. Literally, like, at the time, like, the farthest drives of my life.
0: Damn.
2: And this was all before I Spy went off? Oh,
1: okay. Way before. Way before. Like, this is when Beautiful Loser came out. So, like, the big thing he yeah, had was um, fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. Fruit snacks, Fruit snacks and cups of Patron. And then we, a couple months go by, Nolan talks to me and he's like, "Yo, like, maybe you could like tour manage for him. Like, we're gonna do another tour with Watsky, and the opener of the tour, it was the the lineup. No lie, it was Anderson Pack, us, then Watsky. And
0: okay. then so A- Anderson Pack was opening up for you guys. I mean, I would just say open. Oh, I but never but he was like, opening act though." He was the
1: opening act. I like to. I, I always like to consider, like, this is a package deal. Sure. Like, you know, it's a package. We're all doing a great show. We're all trying to put on the greatest show ever. That's what Jeezy taught us when we toured with him. Jeezy? Yeah, he was just like, He was just like, yo, like, I need you guys to come out and try and kill this shit. So, with the next artist that has to come out and do it, he needs to kill it harder. And then when I come out, I have to fucking murder this shit. So, could, these guys walk away being like, I had the greatest time of my life. Like every every night, just you gotta go out and just kill it hard. That's it makes me have to work that much harder. And I was just like, "That's the fucking
0: attitude you gotta have." Good. Shout out G Easy on that. Yeah,
1: and this was like we got to see him like early, like right when like his rise popped off, mm-hmm. from the small venues to the bigger, bigger, bigger. Like I seen him do every room in L. A. Where I've worked a couple of them, like. With respect to that man, because I learned everything from him and his camp, like Kevin Henry and those guys. Like I learned how to tour from them. Like those are my like OGs when it comes to this show.
2: So Nolan asked you to be tour manager at this time. Yeah. Did you know what the fuck you were doing? All I knew was
1: show up and be organized and <laughs> drive the van. And I definitely did some like one time I was supposed to drive to Fort. Uh, I was supposed to drive to Tampa, but we drove to Fort Lauderdale like that's an extra like 3 yeah. hours and I had to come back in an hour and a half for sound check. Um yeah, it was like they sent Max Brick, Kyle and I out to go on tour. It was like 40 it was like 45 shows in like 38 days or some shit. Like it was wild. Like maybe we had like we would do like seven shows, one off day and it would be like a drive day, like drive from like one side of Texas to like fucking denver yeah like just these ridiculously long drives and just us four just learning this shit just that's the, cool the greatest time of my life just learning how to do this shit in a van
2: that's always a fun way to learn just yeah. getting pushed out of the nest and just figuring it, figure it out. out figure it <laughs> out. literally like no,
1: no one's like talked to the other tm like nils nils montane he told he showed me so much Who's shit that? he was Wasky's form manager oh, okay he now does a bunch of shit for like he does big events and shit. His dad was the dude that chose to put um um what's his name? His dad was the guy that chose the dude to sing the theme song to Tarzan.
0: Damn. I like, wanted
1: to like you know the big, yeah. the big, big, big song? Yeah. His dad was the guy who was like, you need to sing that song. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> a Nils, like 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 Dills, yeah. I tried to like put you on blast like that, but like it was like the rarest shit ever. Like he, like he kept are very low key. Like no, you know, and he actually had a he actually come out here and shit in Oxnard. But yeah, like, he was like the OG homie. taught me so much shit. How to yeah. like you know work on advances, showing with the venues, talking to them, getting stuff done, like just all the basic TM shit. And. From there it was like, all right, cool. Then we did our own headlining tour after that. And then I was still tour managing. I was tour managing then. And then we did another tour, was tour managing. And then on the um like the super tours all those shows, I became more like his road manager in day to day and still handled all that stuff, but like very hands-on, like TM two TM one, I would say or TM two type vibes. When
0: uh well, this just got like I just thought about this, but once, once he became established and you guys got the opportunity to be in, you were in New York shooting a movie and you were with him for how many days?
1: Yeah, shit was tight. We were, we stayed in New York for three months, three months damn, for the damn. after
0: so party time.
1: for filming the after party
0: on Netflix, right? Yeah. What was your, uh, what's like your best memories? I remember you used to call me and be like, yo, like I was talking to Jadakiss. I was talking to Wiz Khalifa. You were doing all this and that, like
1: there was just, like you're, like, you're just on set and you just get to, like, there was, like, this rare moment where, like, we're in the car coming from, like, White Flats, New York, and it's Kyle and I and Blair Underwood's in the front. And, like, Blair Underwood's, like, the OG, OG of, like, black excellent actors. Like, he's one of, like, the OG dudes. He was, he was the, um, the good guy and Set It Off. He's the one that gets, um, uh, Grit's thrown on him in Madea's... Madea's uh, one of the Madea movies. Like, he's just, like, one of the OG actors. And we're in the car, and we're talking to him. And then, like, he's in the front. We're, like, we're like, I'm in the middle, and Kyle's in the back. And then, like, the conversation's getting so good. Like, he hops from the front to come sit with us in the back. And, like, it seems like a small gesture, but, like, to be able to talk to, like, someone in this field that's been doing this for so long and we were like so green and new to this shit and he's giving us like our time to like talk and listen to us like it was like the greatest shit ever like little things like that yeah damn like watching Wiz, like seeing Wiz, like see how much he really smokes and telling be like no like I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not i'm not smoking that <laughs> no i'm not doing that like, the first, and then, like, the very first day of shooting, it was um, it was at, like, I forget what festival in New York. And, like, Kyle had to shoot, like, the very last scene of the movie and got everyone all hype. And then from there, this, the, the show ends, and we go to the other side of the festival, and we're all, like, chilling in, like, VIP with, like, the director and watching Nas perform. Damn. And he's, like, finishing up, like, Illmatic, and we're just like, you hate me now? Like, stop just like (laughs) freaking out and you're just like dude this is like the first day of shooting what the fuck like what else is gonna happen yeah like a bunch of like other like cool stuff like came from it or like people from it like the dude that's the bad guy in that movie uh his name's Eamon, he's now like the star character of um uh, snowfall he's like one of like the star like dudes in that movie damn yeah that's tight yeah so it's like you see like little things like that it's like damn like you're a part of some stuff and then it becomes a bigger thing. And then like someone else goes to do, I'm oh, sorry about that.
0: You yeah. Um, being in this, in this career, you know, you and I both have similar, we toured together, by the way, we toured together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you brought it up. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I was going, I was going to get into something else, but yeah, no, I think the coolest thing I know like that we can, I tell people that uh, we can tell our kids one day is 2018. Um, your your camp super duper and and us you know the rap pack logic we went on tour together it was it was logic super duper Kyle NF yep. and we were able to tour all the United States and then the amphitheaters cool, yeah amphitheaters and the the cool part was is that
1: you should sneak me food that was definitely the cool part <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that that that's actually a that's a funny thing we um us being I mean logic being the headliner you know we. At the end of the day, it, you know, it, it happens like, you know, the head, the headliner gets a little more amenities and the second act and the opening act. And, and we would get, we would get food given to us at the end of the night on
1: this like, yo, I don't eat after like seven o'clock.
0: Well, I just, I don't like to eat late, but I just remember like seeing like him and his squad, like they wouldn't. Maybe they'd get a box of pizza and they'd share it with like fifty people and I'm just like, fuck. So I remember not even that. Like you can't order pizza at like amphitheaters because it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. No one wants to deliver yeah. to you. The long story, every night after a show, um, whatever, whatever after show food I would get, I would meet up with 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 my brother and I would give him my food. And then I got to we got to the point where Jordan was on the same page and Jordan would give you food and give it to your squad. And we just became like it was. It was on some like Robin Hood shit. Gave <laughs> <Came laughs> to the pork. <laughs> I wasn't
1: bad at it, dude. I was not bad at it. Like they would just go through. I remember San Francisco. He gave me um a burrito, and San Francisco got some good Mexican food. And fucking on tour, like if you're from Southern California, like you once you leave California, like you're not having good Mexican food for like a good like four and a half six weeks until you come back. Like, like Chicago does it. But besides that, like. You ain't finding that shit anywhere yeah. else, man. And so he gives me this burrito. I take a bite out of it. I start crying. He goes, What's wrong? I'm like, fuck it. Real freeze, man. Like, I was just I was just so <laughs> ecstatic. Like <laughs> I got to eat some
0: food yeah. and it was like Pep got to steep some food. Like, yes. Yeah. But what's cool it was also too it was like we did a we did a show overseas and we were able to we in were London. we we were in London together. Yeah, we in were in Alley London. Pally. Yeah.
1: Very, 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 very
0: legendary Legendary, yeah We had we had a big ass show over there And uh, yeah, we were there together that's, that, that's something that like You put in like the the bucket list You know, being able to see the world With your with your brother So it was dope
1: I, I also got to like mess with you too That
0: was like That was like some of the fun parts Nah, too. it wasn't fun though for me <laughs> I don't know which <laughs> Yo, look it Check this out Look at when, when, and people, and people know if people have seen me like on the road and stuff, but like the pep that you have here on a podcast, is totally different so than pep different. as the bodyguard. Yeah. And when I'm a bodyguard, like, I mean, when I'm, when I have, when I, when I have that uniform on, when I'm working, when I'm on duty, I'm a dick. Like I'm very fucking <laughs> focused. I'm ready to, I'm ready to handle business It's Jordan, me and Manu were ready to shut the shit down. And here comes like, I'm doing a security meeting, getting ready to do the forum right and we I'm having a security meeting and I'm talking to you know the the security event staff and I'm I'm delegating da, da, da. and all of a sudden I just hear my brother being like "Sup, bitch or fucking <laughs> sup, up I'm just like bro you can't be doing nah. that like I'm not just a little brother like I'm conducting like a full on meeting He's that like, was the best part and he he would, he would, he would and, just, and he'd come up and be like what are you guys talking about and he fucking sp- spark a blunt and I'm like dude like come on man <laughs> like no I look like I love like
1: just be like chilling I'm like He'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, just trying to walk into the green room right now. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, use the bathroom. He'd be like, no, you can't. I'm like, what are you gonna do right now? Like, put your hands on me right now. <laughs> like, put your hands on me right now. Like, like, do it. Like, or I'd be like, hey, what are you gonna do? Like, yo, so if like I run up to Bob and like I grab him, like, like, who are you gonna grab? No, this this. he
0: would he would tell us, he would tell us like a couple shows, he'd be like, yo, since we're on tour together, he's like, Cause he knows, obviously, like like he knows Jordan Jordan as well. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna run on stage and try to and try and try to like tackle Bob or talk tackle Logic. What do you guys gonna do? What do you guys gonna do? It was like, bro,
1: like don't like stop. Like don't do that shit. It was just bad fun, and everyone on tour was just like, ah. And then after everyone the tour is over, they're like, get yeah, PEP. Uh, Jesus, did not kill each other? And everyone was like cheering at PEPs,
0: like it's not over, it's not over. And I was just yeah. like laughing. I'm like, yeah. Like, it was that was a that was an accomplishment that we finished the tour and we didn't. Fucking put hands to on each
1: other. other. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like on some like oh I hate you. It was just on it's like it's just some funny style annoying shit. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it annoying it, sibling it. shit. It is annoying yeah.
0: sibling shit. Um going back to like, you know, you talked about being in New York for three months. You talked about the early times and touring. What Cleveland too. Shout out to Cleveland for
1: Cherry. Um the movie with Tom Holland. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was really tight. That was a fucking amazing experience. But
0: but I was gonna I was gonna get more to the mental
1: side of it, which is
0: like oh, yeah. how how are you doing doing what you do for instance like tour managing I think that what I was gonna say is it's it correlates similar to like like security which is like you're you're by yourself you know like people you know like the tour manager doesn't have friends on tour they're they're the people who handle everything they're also the people that get blamed for everything. You know us being the security, we're the ones who yeah, we're protecting people, but at the same time, we're also sitting outside of a green room for five hours. Yeah. We're, out, we're outside sitting in front of a tour bus for five hours. Hotel. We're, yeah, hotels. While the, while, the, while the artist or the client eats dinner, we're sitting by the bar by ourselves. How are you able, how are you still able, and how were you able to keep like a, that mental like, uh, strength? And like, what would you think about? What would motivate you? Stuff like that. What, what would be some... Uh, call them, like, some tools? Would you listen to Audible books? Would you pray? Would you, like, what would you do? That was a very good
1: question there. Um, in all honesty, I was just so focused on just trying just to get the next steps ahead. It was during those early years, like like I said, like, I didn't know, like, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know at the same time. And one of the models I've always lived with is, like, I never, I never like the phrase, like, fake it till you make it. More so, like, act, li- act like you've done this before. Yeah. And to me, like, just constantly just trying to figure out just how to get better at this. Any moment, like, as wild as it is, it is like, while I'm in it, I'm in it. I can't get out of it. Yeah. As soon as, like, I'm in this world of this... Sphere of like making sure the artist gets to where it needs to be safe Understanding where everyone else is getting them from point A to point B Making sure everything is ready to go having All the possible lines of communication ready to Be available whenever you need them. Yeah, because that's what also makes you like That's what also makes you better. It's like how nice is your rolodex? How easy can you call someone up and have them do stuff like how great are your relationships? Oh, my bad. Is that you? That's over there, though.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Hey, yo, is Nick
1: over there?
0: Yeah, he's checking. Thanks, Nick. Did we're, you put it on silent? We're going to keep this going. Since you decided to pull your phone on loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, um... What motivated you during that time? What motivated me? Yeah, like during... Like, to I guess To do, do, like,
1: do, do a good job. Period. The only thing that mattered to me was doing a good job i have i just want to just be able to make sure i have a job i want to be with that i want to just make sure i do a good job the motivation was doing the best i could because i needed to make sure i was the best at what i did like like if if i could continue to be able to still work and just do this for as long as i could that's that was my motivation
0: yeah what's um What's your, what I mean? Obviously, with COVID and stuff, you know, nobody was able to tour. I appreciated COVID. Why? And the wildest fact, yeah. I
1: appreciated COVID. My life was going so, it was a whirlwind. There was so much stuff going on. It was just nonstop go, go, go. Yeah. We had done a world tour a year, year prior to that. We did the movie, we did a movie too. We did a college tour before that we did like we were the eighth most toured artist one year with like ninety some shows. 80 or eighty or ninety. Some some something in between then. Just non stop travel. Yeah. Non stop work. Like it was so and me being in the mind state I am I, I get. I just wanted to make sure like like I didn't I didn't know like how i was feeling on the outside all i knew was i just need to do this
0: oh so you weren't even like i was you, like, you weren't even taking care of yourself
1: mentally during that time no i was so just not self-aware because this is the first time this is happening and i want to make sure i just do it good and do it right and make sure like hopefully i can be a part of doing this again and being like a professional at mm-hmm. it that was all like that mattered to me. There wasn't anything else that was like, like I can really like look back and think about it. And like, that's all that mattered was just being really good at this, somehow figuring out a way to get really good at this. And then when COVID happened, it just slows everything down. I really take a second back and I'm like, Oh shit. I've done a good job of my job, but I'm also like 80 pounds overweight.
0: You, you, yeah, and that, 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 that's a, that's a big uh point that we, I wanted to get across to you because most you, people you, know you, me e- as Fat Jesus. They know me as Fat Jesus because of the touring. But you bef- knew me as Fat Jesus. Yeah, but that's, bef- that's when I met you. But before touring, before he <laughs> got into real. before he got into the music, this guy was abs and he was in good, sh- you know, good shape. He was, he was, he was the athlete. So throughout the years, I remember, and the reason why we're bringing this up is also because, I mean, it's a, it's a. A salute to you, man, because you you gained it, but then you lost it. Thank you. And you did your thing. But on the road, how hard is it? If you can explain it to the listeners, how hard is it to maintain a nutritious diet if possible? The like in all reality,
1: this this the entertainment life, like behind the scenes of the entertainment life, like Yeah, it looks great for those like five minutes, six minutes, whatever, the 45, hour and a half, whatever the stage show is. But you don't see the 20 hours, 16 hours, two weeks in preparations, all this time that takes you to get there. You forget to eat sometimes. You eat too much. You eat the easiest thing available to you. Mm -hmm. You're in the middle of bumfuck, Ohio, 12 o'clock. And you're at a gas station and it loves, and your options are: all right, I can go with the gas station pizza, or the Taco Bell Arby's combination. Uh, let's see which which one am I going with <laughs> yeah. right now? Like, and or you're at an airport four days a week. Yeah, that's real. And me personally, like I know there are other solutions. There are other ways to to go about it but at that time none of that mattered i wanted the fastest easiest way perfect, perfect. the coolest thing too i remember being on tour with this fool is um i remember being on tour when uh lebron james got signed to the lakers and like you just see everyone just raining out the buses at the same time like oh my god and celebrating LeBron. everyone's just celebrating freaking out and you just see j fly just like all like <laughs> the only one just right there like don't mean shit. Don't mean shit. And you're just like, Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. You just like then it becomes like just a hate where like fuck the Celtics, fuck my
0: like just turns into this whole like be shit. Let's let's go back to um your eighty pounds. So the eighty pounds that you gained Yeah dude. and then through COVID, you know, a lot of people went through like dark phases, a lot of people gained a lot of weight, but you went into you went into COVID 80 pounds overweight and then you came out of COVID. 80 pounds less. What 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 made you decide to take that upon yourself to lose that weight?
1: I was in a cave in darkness looking for the light. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nah, like honestly, like it first started off because like I just, you know, you like you're like, oh shit, COVID, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. All this stuff. And then like you start researching. It's like people that are like obese. People that like have a hard time breathing. People that are like, you know, have a hard time mobility. I'm just like. Dude, you check off all these fucking boxes. I'm like, dude, how much would it suck if you die? And it's because, like, you're, like, fat. Like, that's what they have to tell people. Like, hey, yo, like, you hear about Jesus? Nah, what happened? We got COVID. For real? You got sick? Yeah, dog, he was fat. And, his you know, his body couldn't fight it. Like, that was a, like, legit thought. Like, I was, like, too, like, 270. 275 like my highest and i'm just like dude like
0: what the fuck mind you you're only five nine five ten
1: five ten and a half on a good day (laughs) Uh, in the morning in the morning yeah i feel like a girl throughout the night um yeah and it was just like i gotta figure something out and i went through like this crazy research because like oh the gyms are shut down like you can't really go out and run it's like, what do you do? Yeah, Peb out here, you know, he got fucking the big dogs only, you know, <laughs> gym, you know, so it's like, but I'm out in L.A. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? For some reason, I just decided to just, just start researching, like, prison workouts. As funny as you think, it opened up a, a life-changing experience that I will forever Ever be like if I had to do a TED talk, I would talk about this specific time in my life and what I discovered because it was like the greatest, most powerful shit ever. Ever because it was really just like you versus you. That's real. And like my knees were all fucked up. I remember I would play basketball with my homies and have to wear like two knee braces. Because yeah. my knees would fuck up. Like, I would try and like tie my shoes and I'd be out of breath. Like, when I would go down to tie my shoes.
0: <sighs>
1: like, Pep knows. Like, yeah,
0: no. It was, it was.
1: Pep, Pep would just be on the sidelines, just being you know, all buff and shit, just being like, damn, it's my brother. Fuck.
0: Well, nah, but damn, it means that's my cousin. That's my cousin. We don't look alike. <laughs> don't look alike. <laughs> no, it's just, I think what it is is just like, like and it's not. I mean, not making this about like about me, but like when I was younger, I was the fat kid, and and my older brother, and my little brother were the were the fit kids. So it was now it's like we got an older. Now it's like the roles have changed. So, yeah, but but the, <laughs> the different, but, but, but the difference is, is that the difference is, is that when I was younger, he was an asshole to me. He would make <laughs> fun of me. He called me fat and shit. And then when 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 he was big, I knew how it felt. So I was like, you know what? Instead of being a dick. Let's, let's, let's let I'm the, lie. let's help. Yeah, we did. Remember, I, 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 first I, be like, I, I had you he be, in
1: here training. Yeah, I'd be in here training, but then he'd be like.
2: <sighs> you can't keep up?
0: No, I just so didn't I want to. Like like, I, like, I, I, like I
1: couldn't do a combo around the on the punches. Like, dog, if you don't get this shit right, like, Green going to do this. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, dog? Like, my trying to make a difference. Nah, nah. No, I just didn't want to do those
0: prison workouts. I'm like, bro, if we're going to work out, no, no, we're going to no,
1: do no. my. No, no, I'm talking like in between, like the random times. Like, because the one thing that. I think it's special with, with you and Thomas is like.
0: Thomas is our little brother, by the way.
1: Working out is a special thing. For sure. For us. You know, if we can all get in the workout, because a lot of our life, that's what we did. We'd yeah. Be, like, play time was amidst, like, a workout or yeah. a game, you know, 20, you know? Yeah. So, it's always, like, special. So, like, I knew that would be the only times, and I'd be like, fuck, man. Like, I can't even do this shit. Like, I can't even. It's just bad and in the beginning like of covid i lost like between february to may i lost 30 pounds so i got down to like 240 and then like life takes it's like real bad rocky turns and i was in like a really sad dark place and I was like on a road and it was like on some two option shit. It was like, you either continue this or you just fall back to these ways. And at the time, I was listening to the David Goggins book. Hell yeah. Shout, also, shout out to fucking Persistence Culture. Oh my God. The fact that you guys fucking got David Goggins is kind of Ventura.
0: By the time this comes out, he would already, he would already have been at Ventura. <laughs>
1: that was the tightest shit ever. Yep. Pep, I hope like when this, by the time, it was, like you'd have already told him like some cool shit. And I just hope he looks. He's like, man, just keep that bitch shit out of you, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> yeah. you know what, the bitch and you ain't
0: gonna do it. Because you gotta wake up before the bitch. And it's like,
1: <laughs> damn it, David. Yes. <laughs>
0: if you guys don't know who David Goggins is, we highly recommend you research him, listen to him. He's the goat.
1: <laughs> and and I just literally went into this like sickening mode of just exercise, and. I would ask both of you guys this question. Do you guys like to do burpees? Bur- uh, no.
0: No. Not if I ha- not I mean not not by choice. Not by choice. Because I know how horrible it makes you feel in a good way. Like it's a yeah. really good workout, but it's with horrible.
1: I literally decided to be like this is my workout. I can't go anywhere. There's no I'm like this is I could do this in any little capacity room. During COVID, you can't go anywhere. I'm like, this is this is it, and it was the greatest hell I ever went through. <laughs> like straight up. Like first, it was like I remember. Like the first, I, I kept on thinking like, okay, how long will it take you to get to a thousand? Let's just start there.
0: A thousand burpees. A thousand burpees. Let's just see
1: how long it takes. How long did it take you? So the first, it took me. Uh, it took me two weeks the first time. I would do 100 a day. Okay. And I remember just my body, my joints hurting, not from just doing it, but just because of how fat I was, how heavy I, I could feel just how heavy I was. And then, like, I got to a good point. I started getting up. I started getting more numbers. 100, 1,000 started to get to okay you can do 1000 in 7 days okay you can do 1000 in 4 days i started to really put up numbers and then i remember like i was like dude like 200 became like a number like i can do 200 no problem then a the, day yeah then the dark shit happened and i'm like fuck like you really got to go there and i remember you're going to laugh at this you're going to laugh i'm i fucking we're not gonna laugh at the first part, you're gonna laugh at the second part. I'm at the park one day and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go for 300. I'm just gonna go for it. Never have I ever done this, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm doing them. I do, I was wearing a sweater and it was hot. I fucking fall on my face, I black out. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I'm listening to Down and Out by Cameron. <laughs> and I'm in the burpee position, it's like, yeah, like you know, just go and I'm like, why can't I get up? Like, get up. My face is all bloody. All fucked up. Next day, I'm like, fuck. I gotta do this shit. I start doing them. I get to 250 and I'm like, that inner fucking devil demon in me is just telling me, like, dude, stop. All the bad, you know, like, when you go there, all the bad shit is just right there trying to just tell you, stop. Yep.
2: Stop doing this.
1: I don't know why, but I play the fucking, the end music of Demon Slayer. (laughs) I knew it.
2: I knew it was going to have to do with the enemy.
1: (laughs) And it's just going in my head. I get to, like, 280, and I just start crying. Crying. And I'm just... Just these tears are coming out of me. I'm doing these burpees. I get to 300. And at that moment, I learned about a new threshold in myself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, everything just fucking just changed. Because these workouts, this meaning, everything I was pushing for, all that stuff just broke. And it just opened up to this new plane of just like freedom, sight, understanding. Really being able to push myself to like those new limits, and like I thank God for fucking the burpee. Okay. It's because li- it's it's the greatest metaphor in life. When you're dead tired, dead tired, can you simply get up?
0: True. Damn. Can yeah. you literally powerful? powerful. Can, <laughs> no, 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 it's like can
1: you simply get up? Like it's the simplest workout. Like just go down, do a push up, get up. But can you when you're dead tired, everything's against you. Can you really just go down and just get up? And that's why I do it, because I wanted to hurt more than my heart did, and I had to really just get there. Yeah. And I've lost 80 pounds, still catching me at the park, doing burpees, doing different push-ups, calisthenics forever,
0: and... (laughs) I Yo, think
1: it, I believe in that shit.
0: Um, with with the touring, with the lifestyle you chose now, which is obviously you know working out, staying in shape, I feel like it kind of worked out when you got asked to be on tour recently with Larry June. You know, doing my research about Larry June, he's like an avid advocate for. Healthy eating, healthy living, yes. working now, and yes. then you, you, you. It happened that you became his tour manager. Um, how was that? He literally during the show would be like,
1: "If you live in a healthy and organic lifestyle,
0: make some noise!"
1: Like it's the <laughs> dopest shit yeah. ever. Tell,
0: tell the tell the people about his about his uh his uh what is it called um not his trailer his um oh my gosh I'm, I lost the word oh, his green room yeah his green room but his uh.
2: His writer? His writer. Oh, his writer. His writer. So a writer. Is very healthy.
0: Yeah, a writer is what the artist. Explain it because I don't. Yeah.
1: So basically when you show up to a show, you send them a hospitality writer and it's all the stuff that the artist would like to have in the green room for you. So, you yeah. know.
0: M&M's, Skittles. No candy. Larry Jr. would do no candy.
1: We'd have like, we'd do uh, fruit snacks. That was like the most candy-like thing we would do. Um... Fresh fresh bowl of fruit. Um, for a bit we had um frozen fruit, so that way we can make smoothies. Which was very, very, as he would put, organic. <laughs> um oranges, um pineapples. My favorite was alkaline water. Ooh. That was like of one that was just like like after that, like that was one of the big ones. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's just different. Um Lemons, because Uh, we would always do do a hot water and lemon which is very tight like (laughs) i highly recommend that to everyone like in your morning start that off like you feel better your stomach feels good like it was tight he was really about trying to like live a healthy lifestyle like one of my one of these uh um, rip bright this dude i follow on instagram like they also do like sea moss, like his lady does like the sea moss, so I went and got some sea moss. He would not like eat the sea moss, and he even posted about it one time. Like, like he really be he really be living that shit because yeah. he knows like yo like you gotta you gotta be healthy. And his raps real about like being healthy and organic. And I'm like, this is tight. Like, really trying and like you do your best on tour not to put weight on. You are gonna put a little bit of weight because yeah. you can't move as much as you'd like with like the actual activities but like when your options are a little bit lessened yeah you can do you can do a little bit better you know it's hard i mean you know you do also end up being in like the middle of nowhere where the only good food is like all the guys pizza and wings
0: yeah or mcdonald's and shit you know like
1: it's bound to happen and you have to do your best but at the same time like you would definitely want to be, get the salmon. All right, let's do that. Like Get the what? Get the salmon. The you salmon. know, like... <laughs> you, um... I was telling you, shout out to fucking the whole Larry, David, Drew, Migs, all those guys. Dame.
0: Very nice. Shout out Larry June. <laughs> what, um... I feel like talking about the Larry June, talking about Kyle, and talking about when you first started, I feel like when you first started, you kind of just you know, uh, act like you've been there. You fake, faked it. Till you made it, right? Then with Kyle, over over time, you ended up like you know you you ended up like learning, learning as you as you went with with your with your your team, your squad, your family, and then out of nowhere, you get called by was Larry, it? By Larry say- Jr. and his and his whole his whole new camp. How was it like in regards to transitioning from one camp to another camp? Like like a team that you that you grew up with to now be with the team that you don't know and how and how did you how how was that whole situation it was it's it's just being professional
1: that's really like the main thing about this and this game like it's being professional like I'm professionally happy and thankful for everything that I learned and am continuing to learn Mm -hmm. with Kyle and then with Larry I appreciate the opportunity for us to learn in new ways together in a professional matter because you know different crew same job same titles same way to do the job Mm -hmm. there's a there's a certain way it needs to get done there's different ways to go about it you know it's just finding the best way to get the job done and you know thankfully david saw in me the ability to be able to do this job And, you know, it had been something we had been talking about for a little bit. You know, like, I reached out to him because... David Oli? Yeah, yeah. And I really, I really, really, really love this job. I love the idea of just going out and doing shows to make people happy. To just, you don't know what this person spent to come to the show. They want to come and enjoy this music that has helped them change their life. They just love listening to it and you get to make this this world for them for one night. And I love that shit. Hell yeah. And you know, it was a great opportunity and luckily, you know, we still get to get to work together and it's fucking tight, you know? Like you get to to really be a professional in this job. That's that's what it is, you know? Like you have your your people, you know, that you know, you love you came up with you'll always be there but then when you have other people asking about you and for you to do the job that you're good that you know you've been known to be good at you know being a professional at that and to go and do your ability for that that's that's an honor that's 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 why you do this
0: yeah no doubt but um what are some future some future endeavors you know moving forward future endeavors learn some type of self defense um, you know,
1: like Sistema or something, maybe you know, move to Mexico City or Tijuana in the next like five years. Live out there, being a very professionally established, tour manager. Um Write a movie, nice. Write a movie, write a book, write another movie. Maybe win an Oscar. Um, no big deal. But I dig it, though. Get, get to 180 pounds. Um, I really want to be able to do a muscle-up. I want to do a pull-up, muscle-up. You don't want to do a competition like that. Damn. I think that'd be tight. Well,
0: you know what's crazy? If you want to do that, man, shout-out to, to, Shep to Shep shout Shep out out. Persistence Culture. Shout-out <laughs> to Persistence Culture, the gym, and also shout-out to the media. Uh, Go Persistent Media, the number one sponsor of the pep talk platform. Shout
1: out okay, shout out Arnie. So I feel y'all. Y'all gave me a workout back in the day. That's how this all happened.
0: I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. Um winding winding down, I always I always asked a uh, a couple a couple questions. The first one is what are three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to follow your footsteps?
1: Be as honest as you can be. Be on time, on time. Be fucking on time. Be early. Be on. Th- I do not. I cannot stress that anymore. The amount of how someone will look at you differently if you show up five minutes before versus five minutes after is so real. And treat everyone with like disrespect. You never know who you're gonna come across. Yeah You never Ever Ever know who Anyone is And that doesn't mean like Oh there's someone big it's like You just never know What that person's going through Or anything And who they might be working Or what they might do Cause in a few years They might Be the ones trying to book you And they'll be like I
0: remember him He was this Yeah that's real
1: So like I would definitely Those would be my three things
0: Um, What about You know let's take it back When Man, I would say what ten years ago. So when you decided, when you decided to quit college, you decide to say fuck, fuck the 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 journey you're supposed to be on. You know, hash or quotation whatever, like uh, going to school, going to college, doing all that, and taking a leap of faith. Right? If you if you right now could go back to that person during that time, what would you tell? hisus of uh 10 years ago it's
1: not that personal no need to get emotional
0: not that personal no need to get emotional
1: this is business straight up it's nothing personal there's no need to get emotions involved i can say that to anyone it's like understand that your emotions and feelings until you make them a thing they're a thing just let them be and just yeah it doesn't need to come out the last i read this book and said the last uh the last freedom a human has is that um the last freedom you have is what you decide to say because you have the choice whether this is going to be go one way or another way but it's your choice it's your freedom so like yeah there's things that I wish I could I wish I would have said differently I'll never take it back but I wish I could said differently and I wish I would have had my emotions in check because this game isn't for the weak of heart there's a lot of ups a lot of downs a lot of you know you do your best not to take it out on people you know Mm -hmm. for your Significant others They You gotta give them a rock You know You gotta treat them special You gotta Really take care of that Because This shit isn't made for For anyone
0: Nice Very well said Um Before I ask my last question Juan do you have anything More else to add No sir I'll ask your last question though
1: I like uh, (laughs) um Modelo beers And I'll drink um I like Modelo beers And I like smoking gelato Uh you can catch me on Bombays if I'm in Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know,
1: I'm just trying to come up with any some answers for you one. Just, so I mean, just bro- like like no you really? no you can now like you know you can voice over that you know cut that oh and, add the question nah, yeah I add the later. question
0: I, I ask the question one ask it ask it.
2: So, when there's no more Jesus, not that Jesus, you Jesus. <laughs> when there's no more Jesus, at the end of the day, <laughs> thank you, thank you, be here <laughs> for, now. for now. Um. What do you want to be remembered as? Um
1: shit. He was a um he was a nice guy that was willing to serve cause in the Bible Jesus serves his disciples and washes their feet and tells them like to serve is the ultimate sign of humility and, and respect. And then the day all I all I can do is just be the best I can be like Jesus and just be a good person. So hopefully people remember me as a as a man that was willing to to write out for
2: them. Yeah. As a true deformed Jesus.
0: True <laughs> to form, bro. We're gonna have a lot of good reels from this uh episode. Um, before we end, um Shouts at the Moss. Shout to out to the little brother Tomas. But before we end, I gotta say this. Um if it wouldn't have been for my older brother and taking the road that he did, I wouldn't have In a sense, followed suit, which was not not so much going in the career path, but never heard you say that. But I know, but taking a leap of faith, it was. I think, I think, seeing my brother. I remember the first tour I went to, and actually the first tour he went to, and him being gone for so long. I remember seeing him, and I was like so emotional. I was like, oh my god, you were gone. Like I miss you. Da da da. But he would tell me these stories about just like where he's been in the United States, and and like the experiences he's had, and I realized, like, man, if if why can't I have those stories? Why can't I make my own stories? So then when I had the opportunity to, um, in a sense, quit, what which would have been being a full-time special ed teacher in order to pursue being a, like a executive protector, hashtag bodyguard. Um, I thought about him. I was like, man, he did it. He took a leap of faith. And if it didn't work out, he was still going to be all right. So for me, it was like, you know what? Like I'm going to do this. And see what happens. And honestly, it was uh it's been a good road for me. And I think definitely the coolest thing that I can tell somebody is I got to travel, do a world tour with my older brother. Him and I got to be in London together and we got to see the coolest things by simply by deciding to choose our, our path. So yeah. yeah man,
1: it's been I appreciate you being my brother. Um
0: you yeah, had no
2: choice. Not <laughs> no choice, but I, you know, like, people
1: don't, people don't know, like, this is years in the, like, you know, we would wake up in the morning and you would go rebound, you would shoot and I would rebound for you. Yeah. You know, there was this, uh, the belief in, in you to so an extra level, just like you would show up in your own way and, like, just be like, all right, like, keep doing what you're doing, but just because you've, you knew about a level of excellence that you wanted to achieve that I didn't. I didn't understand how to get there yet, but you being so good at what you did growing up and the precision for a skill that made me want to really better my skills because you, you were very precise with your skill, you know, shooting a basketball and shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was getting a little emotional. Anyways, man, I love you, man. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Juan, great episode. And for everyone who's listening, uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, keep tuning in. Uh, also, to send a, or uh, leave comments, leave leave questions. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Who you guys want on the next episode? And of course, finally, can, thank can, you. To, go
1: can, ahead. Can I name some people I would like to see on the show?
0: Uh, you can leave a comment and then leave you, you, you can do that. <laughs> Thank you to Persistence Culture. Thank you to uh, Go Persistence Media. And we appreciate y'all, you, you guys. Till next time, peace. Bye. Shout
1: out Max. Shout out Super Duper. TFM. Latinos Across America.